Hi, welcome to Talk Money with Tabby. Today we'll be discussing financial inequality and economical inequality. What exactly is economical inequality? Economic inequalities are most obviously shown by people's different position within the economic distribution, income, pay, and wealth. And income inequality is the extent to which income is distributed unevenly in a group of people. Income is not just the money received through pay, but also the mo- all the money received from employment. So wages, salaries, bonuses, investments such as interest on savings account divided from shares of stock, savings, state benefits, pensions, and rent. Household income before tax that includes money received from the social security system is known as gross income. Household income, including all taxes and benefits, is known as net income. Pay inequality. A person's pay is different to their income. Pay refers to the payment from employment only. This can be only an hourly, monthly, or annual basis, is typically paid weekly or monthly, and also may include bonuses. Now, wealth inequality. Wealth refers to the total amount of assets of an individual or a household. This may include financial assets such as bonds or stocks, property, and private pension rights. Wealth inequality, therefore, refers to the unequal distributions of assets in a group of people. Some of the most common types of income disparity studies included those among male versus female and different ethnicities. Case studies and analysis of income inequality, income disparity, and income distributions are provided regularly by a variety of top sources. The Gini Index is a popular way to compare income inequalities universally across the globe. The Urban Institute is one source for insight on income inequality. In an analysis of 50 years of economic data by the Urban Institute, it showed that the poorest got poorer while the richest got much richer. Between the years 1963 and 2016, the poorest 10% of Americans went from having zero assets to being $1,000 in debt. Families in the middle income segment more than doubled their prior average wealth. Families in the top 10% had more than five times the prior wealth, and the families in the top 1% had more than seven times the prior wealth. The top earners benefit more from the economic recovery than the bottom earners. In the United States, the top 10% received more than 50% of the total income. Inequality has grown thanks to outsourcing and companies replacing the worker with technologies. So the main reason of financial inequality can also be blamed on exporting and importing goods and the advancement of technology. Corporations are often blamed for putting profit ahead of the workers and the U.S. companies must compete with lower-priced Chinese and Indian companies who pay their workers much less. As a result, many companies have outsourced their high-tech and manufacturing jobs overseas. Education is also a powerful factor in improving economic mobility. Education increases the income that generates greater economic growth. There can be many other factors associated with this trend, including salary stagnation for the wage-earning Americans or the minimum wage workers, 
uh, tax cut for the richest Americans, a loss of manufacturing job, and a soaring stock market that inflated the worth of corporate, executive, and hedge fund managers. Now, who exactly is affected by this inequality? As I said before, the rich got richer through the recovery from the 2008 financial crisis. And the top 1% of the population received 52% of the growth. While from 2017, 80.4 million workers aged 16 and older in the United States were paid at an hourly rate representing 58.3% of all wages and salary worker. Among those paid by the hour, 542,000 workers earned exactly the prevailing federal minimum wage of 7.25 per hour. And because of these low incomes, most workers have to live paycheck by paycheck and they would have to cut corners if they want to save money and move forward in this society. Now, why exactly is inequality something high schoolers should know about? The average high schooler is someone who is about to grow up and be an adult who would have to live in this rigged society. Since we are the future and we are going to be taking care of the economy, we need to understand how these minimum wage workers or the top 1% is going to be directly affecting us. The more people knowing about the wage gap and understanding this inequality could lead into a bigger, higher class society where the top 1% isn't as big as it is now. Now, what exactly is an ideal society looks like or what exactly are the solutions that we can help? The United States must accept the global wealth redistribution is occurring. Those in the top fifth of the United States income bracket must realize that those in the bottom two fifth cannot bear the brood forever. Trying to prevent U.S. companies from outsourcing will not work. It is punishing them for responding to the global redistribution of wealth. Neither will protect, uh, protectionist trade policies or walls to prevent immigrants from entering illegally. The government should provide the bottom two-fifth access to education and employment training for less amount of money or for free. Investing in the human capital is the best way to increase the individual wealth and improve the labor force. Equity in education would bring everyone up to at least the minimum standard or the middle class. It would be a better solution to increase welfare benefits or providing a universal basic income. Congress can raise taxes on the top 5% um, to pay for it. It should make these changes now so that the transition is gradual and healthy for the economy overall. Regulations and another part of the solution that the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform Act required corporations to disclose employee play, pay. Its goal is to help shareholders better understand executive compensation practices compared to the average employee pay. That would be it for Talk Money with Tabby today.